I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. We don't believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. This is one of your co-hosts, Isaac Harris of Mavs.com. Nick is enjoying the weekend off, but what? What a freaking win. Let's go. Let's go. Man, I'm not going to lie. I got kind of nervous. Got a little scared in the second and third quarter. Mavericks play that first quarter against the Wizards, and... They're up 38-26. No KP, no JJ Redick in this game, no Ty Terry, obviously. But they go up 38-26, and you're like, all right, this is going to be one of those nights. A couple threes hit by some good role players. You're like, let's go. This is going to be a fun one. Russ is Russ. Is Russ. He's in his zone like always. Then the second and third quarter happened, and I'm like, what is going on? And they just let – I mean, they, they went about 18 points in the second quarter, Dallas did. And then Washington comes back, takes the lead, going into the fourth quarter. You're like, is this going to be one of those games? I, I felt like Washington's energy, their intensity, Russ set the tone for all of that. It was just off the charts. And just watching this team just get up and run. They get rebounds. They let Russ you know, just run the show. But it feels like everyone just like clings to that energy. And Dallas just wasn't matching it. They wasn't matching the energy. They wasn't matching the intensity. The effort wasn't you know fully there. And then the fourth quarter happens. Dallas pulls off a huge win. It was such a fun fun win. I think it's a top as far as like entertaining. It's like a top six, top seven like inter, entertainment game for the for the Mavericks this season. Uh, that fourth quarter alone is one of my favorite quarters. Just. The back and forth, it was a close game. Russ had some plays. Brad Beal had some plays. But Luca, Dorian, I'm going to talk about it, obviously, on tonight's pod. But let's go back before the game. Because, you know, Rick announces that KP's out. KP's out uh, against the Wizards. He's out again tonight against the Kings at home. Second night of a back-to-back. He's out both of these games. And so he's like, hey, he's going to be out both of uh, the two weekend games. And... <sighs> You know, at, at this point, we have nine games left in the season. And I think if it was up to me, I would prioritize KP health in the playoffs above everything else. So I think if it was up to me, I think I would just set KP for the next week or two. Maybe try to bring him back for the last couple of games. Uh, but then again, we don't know what Dallas is trying to do in those last couple of games, right? If they're trying to angle for a certain spot in the playoffs, uh, you know, whatever it is, but try to get KP back, try to get him back towards the end, get a couple games under his belt, but we just need KP healthy for the playoffs. So I'm not as focused on KP right now at this current moment. If he sets out a few more games, you know, going into the week, I'm fine with that too, because I just want KP fully healthy come playoff time, not just because. Dallas can't reach their full ceiling come you know at in the playoffs with him but also I just want to see this team fully healthy in the playoffs. I want to know what this team's capable of in the playoffs. And without a fully healthy Mavericks team, without a fully healthy KP come playoff time, we're asking ourselves the same questions going into next season saying, "Man, what if? What's this team's ceiling in the playoffs? What are And I don't want to ask those questions. I want to I want to see this team in action fully healthy in the playoffs. So I think KP can miss a few more games, and I think they'll play a little bit, you know, extra cautious, even more than what they've been. 
And this, let's just get him healthy come playoff time. So uh, JJ Redick out for this game, you know, ner- still nursing the heel. And bam, we have a Luca led, you know, Mavericks team uh, with uh, pretty much normal starters in there. Dwight was in there for KP uh, against the Wizards team, who, man, this Wizards team's fun. If I was a Wizards fan, I would have fun watching this team because this team is just uh, one, you got Daniel Gafford for free. He had an incredible block on Dorian tonight. And yeah, I just think it's a fun team. And Brad Beal's so good. But the way this game played out towards the end, Dallas won the game 125, 124. Luca literally has an all timer. Like, I mean, if we're, I know when we talk about, we try to put these, you know, labels on games. Like I did a little bit ago saying top six, top seven entertainment game for the Mavs. I think for Luca, I mean, this is a top 10 game of his career. I mean, it almost has to be. His stat line tonight, 31 points, 12 rebounds, 20 assists. 20 assists for Luka Doncic. What are we doing? What are we doing? It's just insane the level of of basketball he's playing at right now. 12 of 23 from the field, 52%. 16% from three. Now, he only hit one three, but he had 31 points on one three-pointer. Six of 11 from the free throw line in this game. But we get so excited watching the Luka game winners, right? The Which it's crazy after three years, you you think back to some of the, the best Luka moments. Even this year, you, you add in the Memphis, you know, floater three-pointer. You look back at the Portland you know, corner three-pointer back last year. You think back to the playoff buzzer beater that we see all the time in the bubble. You think back to the Houston run, his rookie season, which is still one of my favorite moments of Luka's career. The run he goes on against Houston in the fourth quarter, he's crossing up Capella and just all of that stuff, doing the step backs. I was in the arena that night. I think it's my favorite in-arena uh, moment that I've been there and present for. Um, just seeing the place explode for that. I, it's just, it's wild how we already have these big moments for Luca and these big games. And, and we're what three, you know, almost full three full seasons in, but to see Luca do what he did in the fourth tonight, honestly, over the past couple of weeks, it's, it's pretty remarkable. And the fact that he makes it look so easy I said this. I, I was on the the Mavericks uh, Twitch stream tonight post game with with Bobby uh, Corrala, and we, we were talking about it. We were talking about how Luca makes it look so easy when these teams are just daring him to pass it to someone else. Because and it's honestly what I would do if I was defending Luca. It's what Dallas did against Steph. It's what a lot of teams are doing against Steph Curry. It's what teams are starting to do against Luca, and they're saying, "Hey, we just have to get the ball out of his hands." We have to get the ball of his hands and try to dare someone else to shoot. And they're daring the Dorian Finney-Smiths of the world, the Maxis of the world, the Trey Burks of the world. They're like, hey, we're just going to dare these guys to shoot. The problem is Luka Doncic makes the right play 99.9% of the time. And that right play, when you saw what the Lakers were doing, what did he do? He just torched the Lakers because when you have somebody slow like Andre Drummond, sorry, Andre Drummond truthers out there, when you have something like that, they they're just picking them apart. Whenever Dwight's rolling to the basket, and they can't they can't stay in front of you know Luca. They can't keep up with Dwight if they're late to him rolling to the basket. And you're hitting Dwight, but when you, when they're taking away Dwight, then bam, you're hitting guys like Dorian and Maxie. And to see him tonight, just dissect 
that defense that Washington threw at him, it's literally like a surgeon. The, the way he hits these pinpoint passes, just perfection. He hits Trey Burke in that left corner for that. Like, that's just, it's dumb. Like, you go back and watch that play. He's dry, he drives into the paint on the right side, off the right elbow. He gets trapped. He has, like, Rui, somebody else on him. These are both huge guys. Rui's, like, 6'8". How he sees Daniel Gafford, you know, or Raul Neto, who he sets there and you know, he kind of checks Dwight going for the lob. So he comes in, leaves Trey Burke in the opposite corner open. He hits Trey Burke, just perfect pass. Burke knocks down the three. It's just dumb how he hits these passes. And he makes it look easy when it's not easy. So I want us all to think, hey, tell ourselves when he makes these plays, this is not normal. This is not easy. Luka Doncic is just that good. Okay? We need to think of a rhyme. This is not normal. This is not easy. Luka Doncic is... I don't know. I don't even know what rhymes with easy. If y'all think of something, make sure you tweet it at me. But that's just what Luca did tonight. He, he was next level. I'm going to spend this the next segment talking about Dorian and a little bit of Maxi. but <clears throat> that play, the no-look pay play to, uh, to Willie, y'all know exactly the play I'm talking about. The, that pass was just... He, he gets the pass. He gets the... Uh, the ball comes to him. He gets the rebound. Luca does a quick look back. And he sees a couple players behind him. And he sees a couple Wizards players behind him. So he automatically does the math on it. And he has like three Wizards players in front of him. They start running. Willie's running on the right. And he looks at Dorian, who's cutting, who's on his left. He's cutting down off the left wing. He looks at Dorian in stride. And Dorian honestly thinks he's getting the ball. He looks at, <laughs> looks at Dorian and passes it. No look. Up to Willie. Perfection of a pass to Willie at the rim. Willie throws it down. Everybody goes nuts. And what's sad, I say what's sad, but we all saw it coming. Like, we've all seen Luca play. And so it's like, we all just, we all seen the play. Like, as soon as he took off and we saw Willie, like, all right, here comes a pass to Willie, you know, the oop, maybe no look, maybe look off, whatever. He makes it look so easy to where we're starting to expect that to happen. And that is just not normal. He is an incredible basketball player. I feel like we, we, I mean, we say it all the time because he is. And tonight was one of those performances. There's only a few players that have put up a 30 and 20 triple double. We're talking the big O. We're talking Magic Johnson. We're talking about the other player in this game, Russell Westbrook. We're talking Luka Doncic. Like, this is a list of Hall of Famers. Luka's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Let that, yeah, let that just simmer for a little bit. Uh, Guys, let's take a quick break. Let me tell you about, oh gosh, let me tell you about Bill Barr. Bill Bar is incredible. I actually had a Bill Bar today at halftime during the game because whenever Bill Bar put in uh, back in stock the coconut brownie brownie chunk, which won the March Madness tournament, by the way, when they put it back in stock, got an email about it. I might have emailed like corporate Bill Bar about this bar because it's incredible. Has six. Six grams of net carbs, six grams of sugar in this. It's perfect when you do keto stuff. I did a lot of keto back last year. It's such a healthy, but it's an amazing tasting, like actual actual tasting uh, protein bar. And so it actually, it's it's really good. Hundred percent chocolate on all all of their bars. If you go to builtbar.com, go to, or you could go to bar underscore built on Twitter. Make sure you use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup 
actually scratch that. Uh, don't check back to re- re- read today's matchup because that's from the March Madness thing. Because I'm just going to tell you, Bill Bar, the uh, brownie coconut chunk. Yeah, that. Uh, it just won all of it, like I said. So mint brownie, get mint brownie. It's one of the best flavors too. It's the best tasting protein bar. Make sure you go to builtbar.com, locked15, to get 15% off your next order. Dorian Finney-Smith, man. What a guy. What a guy for this team. This, The guys love him. The team loves him. When he hits the game winner, that play, which is just amazing to think back on because – Luca says after the game, he's like, yeah, they trapped me. I saw Dorian in the corner, and he literally said, I had no doubt that he would make that shot. And it was such a – what a cool line. You go back to Dorian's post-game um, kind of media – I don't even say media session – post-game interview with Mark and Harp and Skin and those guys, and he said – he's like, man, yeah, he, it just shows that Luca has the trust in me. It shows these guys have the trust in the work that they see me put in. And that's just incredible. It's just, it's so cool. If you want to see how a team feels about a player, see him in these big moments, see him celebrating with these guys. And when you see Dorian, he hits that three, which was a six, three of the game, by the way, Dorian went six of nine from the three point line tonight, which is just incredible for him. He's right at 39% on the season, which is just insane to think about. You look at where he's come as a uh, as a three-point shooter, you know, back was three years ago, he's shooting 30%, then 31, then a huge jump to like 37. Now he's at 39. It's just it just shows you who he is. Rick bragged on him a lot after the game and said, man, he just he rebuilt his shot a few years ago, worked with Peter Patton a lot, shooting coach. And now look where he's at. His six threes tonight. And he turns around. He's getting excited. The team's hyped for him. And I was just, I'm just so happy for the guy. And Luca trusts him. The team trusts him. He had this like super confident shot right, right in Neto's face tonight. He's taking like pull up walk in, like walk up uh, threes. Which I mean, it's just, it just shows you the confidence that that Dorian has. And love Dorian. He's literally one of the most important players on the team. That's what Rick said after the game. I also want to give a shout out to Maxi too. Maxi hit five threes in the first half and then didn't hit one in the second half. But yeah, Maxi and Dorian combining an 11 of 18 from the three point line tonight. Incredible. Like, this is what you have. Like, you need this from these guys tonight because, I mean, the rotation. Let's talk about this just for a second. Josh Richardson played seven minutes in the second half tonight. He looked bad offensively. He did. Like, that, there's no way around that. He's in a funk. I don't know what is going on with that um, as far as just like his role, uh, the funk he's in. Is it a confidence thing? Is it, I don't know what it is. But Rick is showing that he doesn't care like who you are. He's going to play the hot hand. And to see Josh, Josh played nine seconds in the fourth quarter tonight. That was the last possession in which Bill missed the open shot. We all had a heart attack and the Mavericks won. That was the only possession he played in the fourth quarter. Jalen Brunson didn't even check into the basketball game in the fourth quarter. Trey Burke didn't even play in the first 36 minutes of this game and then play the entire fourth quarter. What is going on? And it just shows you that Rick is saying, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've been doing, but I'm going to play who I think is has the hotter hand and is playing the best basketball. And Trey Burke went in there. He hit a couple mid-range shots. He did a little pump fake, took the, took the efficient shot. He hit a corner three. He did what he had to do. Like, what, what is this past week from Trey Burke? 
I honestly didn't even know if he'd ever play again in the rotation because after they traded for JJ Redick and now he's, I mean, tonight he played over Josh and Brunson. So it's just, it's crazy how these guys, how these guys on the team had, they have their moments, they have their, you know, a couple of games, they have their weeks and it's just, it's wild to think about. So that's something I'm, I'm watching going forward. Let's see what it looks like. You know, when, when JJ Redick uh, is back playing, but yeah, it's just, this game, the fourth quarter was insane because, you know, Wizards came back, you know, they cut it to five at the half, you know, 65 to 70 at halftime. Uh, Dallas Dallas shot 61% in the first quarter. It just shows you just they started off on fire. And then the Wizards' energy and intensity, that's what I, I talked about at the beginning. But it's just – it was a fun end of the game. It was a fun fourth quarter. It was a big win for Dallas. They're the fifth seed in the Western Conference. I just went 16 minutes talking and didn't even talk about that. Um, but to have, yeah, I mean, the fifth seed in the Western Conference, that's insane. You think back to, I posted tonight in a, a screenshot back, oh gosh, I don't even know when the screenshot was, but they were 10 and 14. They were 14th in the Western Conference. And now you fast forward to now and they're fifth in the Western Conference. Now, will they finish fifth? We don't know. But I don't know. They could finish sixth or seventh. Well, does it mean that they're going to go to the Western Conference Finals? No, it doesn't mean that. But just the fact that they've they climbed after the first, after twenty four games into the season, they were fourteenth in the Western Conference, and now they're the fifth seed in the Western Conference. That's insane, insane to think about when you think about everything that's happened in between. You think about the KP injuries. You think about the up and down season from Josh Richardson, which a lot of us thought he could be like the third or fourth best player on the team. You think back to all the COVID outbreaks and all the guys that's missed all these games. And like you think all of that stuff. It's just insane to think about where Dallas has come from 14th up to five. It's just wild. And it, there's no other way to say it. They have a game against Sacramento coming tonight. Uh, if you're listening to this on Sunday, and yeah, they just lost to Sacramento back last week. Last Monday, they, they lost to Sacramento in the first game of a back-to-back before playing Golden State when they blew out Golden State, but they lost. And they lost to a team that didn't have De'Aaron Fox. Uh, but this is also the same Kings team that just beat the Lakers in LeBron's first game back. Sorry, LeBron. So, But Dorian, after the game, I thought it was incredible and shows you where the team's, is he- the team's head at is going, however I said that, um, going into this Kings game. That he's like, hey, we we lost against the Kings. They've been they've been busting our butt, and we got to take care of business tomorrow night. And that's what he said after this big win. After he hits a game winner, he's already thinking about the Kings coming to town to play him, you know, on Sunday night. So I think they're ready for it. I think they'll be up for it, and I think we'll get another Mavs win tonight. And man, they're peaking at the right time. Tim Hardaway said it after the game. He's like, man, I think we're playing some of our best basketball right now. So uh, that's the thing. Continue playing like this, and then we got to get KP back healthy, and let's see what this team does in the playoffs. Guys, thanks for listening to Locked on Mavs. We'll be back on YouTube and everything, both of us, uh, tomorrow night or tonight after the Kings game. Guys, thank you so much for following us on YouTube. If you haven't followed us, subscribe uh, on YouTube. We're over, yeah, we're over like 2.5 uh, on, uh, on, uh, on YouTube. So make sure you follow us on YouTube, continue listening to us on the podcast and supporting us. Uh, you guys are awesome. Peace out. Boom.